Welcome to the Happy Whole You Podcast. I'm Anna Marie Frank, your brain health and wellness expert. Here we talk about all things wellness with a focus on how your brain functions. So the daily impact of our physical, nutritional, financial, even spiritual lives, how they impact our brain, including how we navigate all of our relationships on a daily basis, all have a major impact on how our brain functions. So get ready to rewire your biology and your brain because we have a lot of great information ahead. All right, Nicole, thank you so much for joining me today. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited to share you with all of our listeners because we're going to talk about a topic today that we've never talked about before on the podcast, and it is everything to do with how to support a caregiver, or if you're going to be a caregiver, or you're presented with that challenge, just some resources, and this is your wheelhouse, so I'm excited for you to share your knowledge, but jumping right in, if you just give everyone kind of a little bit of brief history of who you are and why you're in the position you're in now, doing what you love, yeah, if you could just share with everyone. Yes, it is. Definitely something that I love. I'm so passionate about it. I currently created the We'll Gather podcast, which we look at how do we navigate the world with our aging loved one. And for people just to know that you're not alone are over, I think it's like 53 million family caregivers in the world right now. And that number is only going to increase as our older adults are aging and our baby boomers are retiring. And so we know the trajectory of where our society is going is that we're going to really be facing a lot of those questions of how do I navigate the world with my aging loved one? I started out, actually, my grandma came to live with my family when I was younger. And so I had the privilege of doing life with her. She, my family, we like moved houses to accommodate having my grandma live with us. So we went from one house to a house that had like a mother-in-law suite. She had her own space. But also I would like wake up in the morning, watch the Today Show with my grandma. That was like one of our (laughs) traditions (laughs) Um, and law and order, or she's from the South. So it was always like, she would pronounce it like law and order um, (laughs) accent. I can't really do it that well, but I really got to see what life looked like firsthand and all the dynamics that a family goes through. And I ended up taking that passion and that experience and it steered me in the direction of wanting to work with older adults and pursue a degree in gerontology, which is the study of aging. So I completed my bachelor's of science in that and started out working as a director in a senior living facility for many years, overseeing some of the various departments that are make up that quality of life. So therapeutic recreation, spiritual care, our volunteer department, worked closely with older adults and families and just really wanted to have important conversations around what's happening at this time in our life. There's so many great people that are doing really incredible work and being able to speak to that, connect those 
experts and professionals that have experience and provide really good information and offer resources and give hope to families with those families and older adults that might feel overwhelmed, need encouragement and community, and then also have questions and are looking for information. So that is in the gist of <laughs> why I'm here and, and what we're doing. Yeah, it's so incredible. And I love how you said I had the privilege, mm-hmm. right, of having my grandma live with us and having that experience. And I've watched my parents go through taking care of my dad's mom and then my mom with her dad and then now her mom. And I think it's something that we really don't think about until it's in our face. And then there's all these decisions that need to be made. And, you know, just watching what my family went through, it's like, where does one begin? Right. And then knowing I have more and more clients that are caring for their parents. And it's like, how do we support the caregiver? So (laughs) what would you, (laughs) I know it's so many questions. So if someone's out there right now who has an aging parent or somebody that they are trying to find care for, like, like where does someone even start? Yeah. That's the question is that I think people automatically think, uh, okay, I'm going to go to the internet and I'm going to type in some words and I'm going to try to find what I'm looking for. And I wish it was that easy, right? Then we'd all have all the answers that we need. Um, (laughs) But unfortunately, you know, okay, if we're looking at the word aging, that really can mean something different for everybody. So it's thinking about all of our family's situations are so unique. So knowing that while we have our individual story and our families are unique, there are some general commonalities with that. And so I always feel like, you know, we're human beings. We desire that connection and that community and we're social beings that I feel like is that innate uh, desire that we have to want to connect and to not feel alone. And so when you have that isolation, it can affect your health and your quality of life. And so the first part of that is just know that you need to find community and you don't need to do it alone. There's hope out there. There's encouragement out there. So that's the first thing. And then, you know, hearing from family caregivers, the biggest need that I find when I'm listening to their concerns and and what's happening in their world is really the need. They just want to feel heard. They just want to feel like someone's taking the time to listen to them can have empathy and understand the challenges that they're going through and know that one person might not know everything and that's okay. But the beauty is, is that there are so many different people in this aging community that have perspective and the background to be able to offer that. So know that it is going to look like that community coming together. And when we think of, okay, I need the support. I've never done this before. This is super overwhelming. Where do I even begin? I always like to encourage people to show up with curiosity, not only for yourself, but with your loved one, which is asking the question of 
your loved one and saying, you know, how can I support you? What needs do you possibly have that I'm not aware of? And really looking honestly at the situation, not only of yourself and where you might need more support, but for your loved one also. And identifying where you need support is another big hurdle. And I always look at, okay, let's, let's take what is that most urgent need today? And let's look at that. Because when we look at, okay, this really big picture, that feels really hard to tackle. That feels super overwhelming. So just start by identifying the most urgent need today. Once you've done that, maybe it's because you're in a crisis situation and something's happened to spur you stepping in and taking more of a role of caregiving for your loved one. Then I like to look at it as what are the different categories? So I like to identify it as what are those pillars of support? So if we break it down like that, I think it's easier to digest. And part of that pillars of support is what's the health and wellness of my loved one? What's that health care? What is that mind, body, spirit that I need to look at? Moving on, it's like, what are those care partners maybe that I need in place that caregiving support? Do I need to have someone come in the home and, and offer some, some assistance? Uh, do we need to look at taking care of some meals or things that could help my loved one be nourished really well? Looking at, do I need to implement any care technology that improve that quality of life and safety? What can we have set up in place that's going to have that aging in place go really well and smoothly? And then what's happening in the industry that I can just be encouraged by people that can speak to what's going on on this journey? What are those leaders? What are those encouragers? And then looking at those practical providers do I have everything I need in place for whether it's insurance is, do I have legal in place? So it's tackling each, I would say, if we look at it and can break it down in those smaller buckets, that makes it more manageable. Oh my gosh. So much great information. I love how you shared the question. What is a need you have that I may not be recognizing, right? right? And hopefully the person that you're finding care for or you're caregiving, they can, you know, they can answer that. But then also the other point I think you made that was really powerful was try not, you don't have to, it's okay to not look at the big picture right this moment. Like what's the emergency and initial thing that we need to tackle first and then go from there. And I think the the other aspect that I gathered and all the wonderful things you just said was like, there's a fear, right? Like anytime we're trying something new, we're stepping into a space that we've never been before. It's okay to not know. Right. And that's why asking questions and being curious, like you said, I think mm -hmm. is really, really important. And I think too, like I look at myself and other women that I work with um, and we have this want and this need to like fix everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
And that's so caregiving is not something we can fix overnight, right? Like, so giving yourself that space and grace um, is really, really important. So, so many great tips. Thank you for that. And, and okay. So that's for somebody who is looking and is like, just approaching like, okay, I, I, it's, I need to help take care of this person. Where do I start? What do I do? And you gave some great information on that. How about, you know, for people like myself, I have parents, I have clients, I have friends that are caregivers for one of their loved ones. How could I support them better? Yes. There's, you know, looking at our loved one, I think it's really important to also take into account their individuality and how one person might function in their daily life and what their needs are really varies from person to person. So understanding what were all of the things that they love to do and are we encouraging and maintaining that as they age? There's, you know, there's different ways to support people in terms of understanding what are those resources in their immediate community? Is it a local resource? And I think if we, you know, break down what that looks like too, is how do we look at what's available locally, right in their immediate community? what's available in the state and then what's available nationally. And thanks to COVID, we are now really able to connect with people from all over and have the ability to find support no matter where we are. Family members, I think it's also looking at how, if you've got siblings, how can we come together and plan ahead. (laughs) That's the number one thing. So even if you've got, you know, mom and dad, and you're not necessarily really hands-on yet, setting yourself up for success and planning ahead, because you know what is eventually possibly going to come in the future. We know this, we know that I'm getting older every day. Um, We're all aging. And to know that it's not, it doesn't have to be a scary thing and to start really shifting our perspective around that, but knowing, okay, there's things that happen in our life that are going to come. So how can we plan ahead and be prepared so that we're not necessarily having to be reactive in crisis, but be more proactive ahead of time? Do we have our power of attorney and estate plan lined up? Do we have, can we talk to mom and dad about what do you feel like life looks like for you when you move out of your house? Where do you want to be? Do you want to be in a big community? Do you want to be in a smaller community? Do you want to be at home? I think really having conversation regularly about your hopes want that to look how do you want family to be involved and to try that in the best way possible so I hope that answered your question without knowing a you know very specific circumstance but um just more ways to look at that support piece yeah and that's what I love about you it's like you are totally like no there's not a one-size-fits-all and that's okay but let's explore this let's ask questions let's see what resources you know, you could utilize, um, or that speak to you. And I, I think it's really important that, you know, we all really become aware that there are resources all around us. It's just 
knowing how to start and to ask for help. And I love the piece about planning. Now, my grandparents, they have eight children. You know, at first I thought they're kind of crazy, but now that I've seen them age, my grandpa's (laughs) now passed. It was like the eight kids, they rotate, right? Like, and there's always the one kid that doesn't do anything and they have their own stuff they're dealing with, whatever. But I mean, the prop, the ratio is pretty awesome. I'm like, I have two kids. Oh gosh. Right. Maybe I should have had more. Who's going to take care of me. But that planning piece, uh, my husband and I, we set up our, our trust uh, a few years ago. And that was a piece of it, right? Like what happens if we become, you know, heaven forbid incapacitated, or if we need care, who makes that decision? What does that look like? And so having a plan in place is, is really, really important and caregiving, you know, we're talking about a new year specialty is, you know, elderly caregiving, but there's also, um, unfortunately we lost my sister-in-law who was only 32, 33 this past year. And, um, she had just had a baby. And so what does that look like? Right. And, and she's incapacitated in the hospital. Where's her power of attorney? Like, so these are, you know, these are things that are not always easy to think about, I guess, but I think it's inevitable. As you said, like we're all aging and life happens. And so it's like taking that burden off of our loved ones by one, us getting the estate plan in place. And then two, having those conversations with our loved ones of what, what do you want things to look like? Right? Like, where would you like to live? Like, I just love all the things you're sharing. It's, it's so powerful and so needed. And again, like, right. Like I haven't even talked about this on the podcast. (laughs) I'm so glad you wanted to talk about it. It's, it's something we're all going to be walking through at some point, you know, there's a really great woman. Her name is Judy Burkle and she is an aging parent coach. And to your point on that, I love it. Yeah. So she has a free checklist, which she walks and gives to families that walks them through that checklist of what are all those things that I need to be thinking of. And then it can help and work with families on taking all of those questions and going through them. She's a mass, she has her master's in social work. So this is something that she's very educated and capable of doing, but finding someone like that, even if not Judy, that there are those specific resources available, wonderful people that are trained in walking families through what does it look like to be diagnosed with Alzheimer's or dementia? How do you communicate with your loved one that has loss? So really practical options. And that's where that conversation around what are those immediate needs and what does my family's health look like? Because for each family that could vary, whether it's Am I a young millennial caregiver and need support that way? Does my loved one need support um, or do I need to understand what dementia looks like and how to effectively work with my loved one in that? Do I need just that self-care support and learning how to take care of myself as a caregiver and focus on me and what my boundaries are? I always say, I believe, I think being a caregiver is actually really, it's an inside job. 
It really is. And while we're caring for our loved one, as a caregiver, we work through a lot of our own stuff. It's letting go of that ego. It's working through possibly frustrating family dynamics. You know, I think it's always nice to think of everything's going to be great and my family communicates, but the reality is not every family functions that way. There's a lot of things to overcome. And so realizing that there's that uniqueness and understanding that there really is, I believe, and I found something for everybody in terms of uh, that support person uh, and those resources. I, I also wanted to just share, I think it's important to um, find someone who you resonate with. And I, when I say what I mean that is, what style of communication do you need as a caregiver? Who specializes in what your own concerns are? Who creates space for you? Do you want someone that just gives you the facts and you want to then take that information and go? Do you want someone that listens and just creates a space for you to share? So really understanding, and that's what I mean, like show up with curiosity for yourself of understanding, like, what do I need as I'm going through this? And also, what does my loved one need? But that's going to also help you figure out who do I resonate with? Who can I find that, that can support me during this time? Oh, yeah. So you're giving everyone permission to ask themselves, what do I need as well as a caregiver? And that's okay. No judgment there, right? No, none at all. Just as important. None at all. In (laughs) fact, um, we have this wonderful author, Laura Wayman, who wrote a book uh, speaking to the journey of, you know, caregiving, but also dementia care. And she specifically talks about the most important person actually in that caregiving journey when you are really in that hands-on role is the caregiver. Because if you do not have the support and the tools and the health and the physical ability to mentally and physically care for your loved one, you, you can't do it. (laughs) You it's, it's, it can be overwhelming and stressful. So focusing on yourself. It's like that. We've heard this before, you know, when you're on a plane and you put the ox, you have to put the oxygen on yourself first before you help other people. And it's the same idea with caregiving. You have to support you and looking at what your needs are and how you can then best support and provide care for your loved one. So yeah, so important. So not selfish. A lot of inside work and um, you get through it. Oh, thank you for that. That's, that's really, really important. I love it. So if you were to give everybody out there, whether they're a caregiver or someone supporting a caregiver, if you were to bottom line a couple tips, what would those tips be? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. So a couple of my tips would be shifting perspective around aging in general. You know, it's unknown for all of us and it's a special time as we get older. There's so much that we learn about ourselves. Our loved ones have lived really full lives. They 
have so much to share, so much wisdom to impart. And there's certain things that only age and maturity can bring us. So shifting that perspective and not, don't be scared of it for yourself or your loved one, but just having the mindset that this is a part of life and there's so much goodness and it's those dual emotions and some hard things, you know, like any time in life. Right. And then I also think to focus on your wins and successes. And what I mean by that is even the little things that happen throughout your day with your loved one in your caregiving journey, something that brought you joy, something that went really well. Let's say you accomplished something or found a resource that you love and it went really well, whatever that is. And to write it down and make note of it and to be able to, when things are really, really hard, like look back and remind yourself the goodness and the things that you were able to overcome and that you're stronger than you think you are just knowing that there's hope there. So I think those are a couple and then just have compassion for yourself. We have never done this before and we might not always get it right, but we know our intentions are good and we're trying things. And if one thing doesn't work, then try something else and ask questions and be open. I think being open to something different, maybe that you've never tried before, is good. And constantly grow and learn and seek out people that have been there before and can kind of help you on that roadmap for yourself. Beautiful. Love it. Thank you so much, Nicole. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and filling us up with so much great information and we appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for joining us today, you guys, on this Happy Whole You podcast. We are so stoked that you are listening. And if you have questions or want to reach out to us, you can always email us at info at happywholeyou.com. And you know where to find us at Happy Whole You on Facebook and at Happy Whole You on Instagram. So have a wonderful day. Have a great week. And we will see you soon.